Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Subwives on Navy Wife Radio, brought to you by SubmarineWife.com. Today is June 12, 2007. Our show today is being sponsored by AskTheChief.com, helping sailors by answering their questions since 2002. Head on over to AskTheChief.com and ask your Navy question today. Hey, Marie. Hey, Wendy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very good. How How was your week? How was everything? You know, can you believe it's been a week already since we've done a show? I mean, we're used to doing two shows a week, so... Well, you know, I think it seems longer for you, but, you know, me, the lonely Navy wife, husband deployed, um, time's going by pretty slowly. <laughs> so, I know you need I can adult believe. conversation. Yes, we have I can adult believe. conversation tonight. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. I'm excited to have it. Not that you're not an adult enough for me, but I'm so excited to have Sarah Smiley on the show today so that I can have an adult conversation with, with her, too. So um, not that you're not an adult. Well, thanks. Sometimes. I, I don't know. I'm excited to talk to her, too. I mean, I know we both read her book, and we've yes. been talking about it for a long time, and we've been anticipating this day. So we're excited about that. And so what? anything else interesting happened to you this past week? Uh, no, just just the normal deployment, you know, you know, little um, glitches, you know, things break, things fix, things break again that you just fixed kind of thing, you know, taking care of all that stuff. So... No, just Murphy's Law, except I have to say um, no emergency room visits yet. <laughs> I hate to say that. But it's true. I, I think every patrol so far I've had one emergency room visit for something, someone, something, and I have not had one. And I don't know why I was stupid enough just to say that, but I have not had one. So, no, everything's been very calm here. Um, everything's been great. Kids are good. I'm good. Life's good. Very good. Christian's in a golf camp this week. I know there's a lot of kids in all kinds of camps, but he's in a golf camp, so that's the only thing exciting I have to report. Well, I want to go to golf camp. I have to say I need some help. It's only for an hour and a half in the morning. It's not, yeah, major, but. Okay, well, let's tell everybody what's on the show today. We are, um, let's see, we're talking to Sarah Smiley, uh, Navy wife, author, syndicated columnist, and we're going to do, we're going to give everybody our news brief, our Navy news brief, and then we're going to do our upcoming show information. We have a couple of big guests coming at the end of the month and in July. The whole month of July is already booked, Marie. That's great. I'm going on vacation in July. Did I tell you that? <laughs> hey, that's okay. You can call via your cell phone. Uh, I, I might be calling from coming in July. Yes, I might uh, be calling from Disney. That would be. Okay. Maybe I can get Mickey on the line. My neighbors are at Disney right now. I wish I was with them. That would be oh, God. All right. All right. We'll so, okay, so then we're going to do Father's Day message because, you know, Father's Day is this weekend. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, and then um, if we have time, we'll talk about a couple of um, hot posts over at the website, submarinewife.com. <clears throat> yes. And we have a couple over there that are pretty hot right now. And and we'll answer a, le- a letter or email or two from the mail drop if we get a chance. All right. Well, let me get to the OPSEC then and we'll get started. 
Go ahead. Okay. Our object disclaimer is please no discussion of boat movements, dates, boat names, port calls, destinations, mail jobs, homecomings, people's names in conjunction with the boat, no spreading rumors, no causing hate and discontent. And in regards to objects, our post may not always be in present time. Uh, and just to let you know, we will never talk about a current condition of a boat or submarine ship. Um, but if we are talking about maybe a location of where we are with our husbands, maybe that they're working shift work, which of course insinuates dry dock, you know, um, refit periods, uh, we let you know that we wait to post those so that no one knows exactly where our husbands' boats are and what they are doing. And that is to keep every Everyone safe, including our husbands and everyone else who's serving with them. Right. Yes. I think I might so, be able to do this by heart soon. You know, I'm still cheating looking off of a piece of paper, but I think I could be able to do this by heart. Well, eventually we'll be fancy. We'll have a little audio file. <gasps> no way. Yeah, way. With a ping, maybe, or something. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> news. I have news. My oh. new cell phone that I just got from T-Mobile, ladies, uh-huh. has... <laughs> Why it has this, I don't know, but one of the um, alerts on it is a sonar ping. You're kidding. So that if I get a message or... (laughs) Does it say (laughs) E-A-M? No. It just does a little ping and the echo, and I mean, you hear it and you're like, what that? So I thought it would be kind of fun to do and to uh, make it go off a lot, you know, in certain places. But it was quite entertaining, but I I could not believe it. It is an actual sonar ping, the noise for my... Yeah, so I have it set on one of my messages. It goes ping and tells me that I have a message. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, you want to give everybody our um, our phone number? Oh, yeah. have that? Yeah. I have it right here. How um, you can call us. and um, Yeah, for OPSEC, so make sure if you do call in or you IM us, just yes, tell us our, your name and not what boat your husband's on or anything like that. You can say he has he works on the USS where he works. You can say he's on shore duty. You, you're welcome to say that he's active duty. In fact, you can even say he's deployed, but please do not use the boat name. Please do not tell us where the boat is and that you're going to go meet it soon for a port call. Please <laughs> do not do that. So our phone number um, is 1-646-652-4629. Again, that's one 646 Four six two nine, and also I have up right now on Yahoo. Um, I have our Yahoo IM up, and we are Na- uh, Navy Wife Radio is our screen name on there. So if you just go in and look for Navy Wife Radio, you can IM us any question or comments for Sarah, or just you know about the show or anything else you want to talk about. And also uh, Wendy is on AOL, and that screen name is also um, Navy Wife Radio on AOL. So you can reach us by AOL, Yahoo, or you can call in. And I think I even have a MySpace page up. Yes, I do. So if you have a message from MySpace, I usually only check that though about halfway through the show. So just to let you know, you can um, send us a message through MySpace also. Okay, very cool. All right. Um, all right, well, let me give you our two quick new news items of the week, and then we'll get Sarah on the phone. Um, from news.navy.mil, there's a couple of you know new things out this week that are pretty interesting. Um, and I'll read those to you. Um, Defense Secretary Robert M. Gates announced June 8th that he will recommend to President Bush to nominate Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Mike Mullen to replace Marine General Peter Pace as Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which I think is very exciting. That's very exciting, but what a big job. Yes. Yes, yes, big job. So, you know, we're happy to be represented. Um, And then the other news I have is, uh, and this just came out today, and Craig has been talking about this for a while, so when it finally came out, I was like, ooh, i got to talk about it. Um, so it is, the headline is, Navy moves to make IA assignments part of the detailing process. Removing sailors from their current duty assignment to fill 
individual augmentee orders will gradually become the exception as the Navy moves to make Global War on Terrorism support tours part of the normal detailing process. So what that means is when a sailor is transferring, his detailer will be able to give him um, orders to an IA in route versus when he's at his new, at his, well, in route to his next duty station versus um, pulling him off a tour and sending him an, on an IA. He would do it in between. So, Which is what's, and for all those that don't know how that's working right now, right now they just ask for volunteers and there's literally just a list and people are signing up yeah. on that list while they're active, you know, while they're either on shore duty or they're, you know, deployed or active duty, you know, at a seagoing station, it doesn't matter, but they're attached to a command. So people are literally just signing their name on a list and being yanked from an, uh, from an actual command that they already are part of. So that can add a lot of stress, not only for themselves, but to the command. So I think that that's, um, a, that should be the way to do it. I think that's great. Well, then that way, like us, like Craig's name's on that list. So if he was to go en route, then you would have the, the option to stay where you're at, you know, in your, you know, normal duty station or move to the next duty station versus Which I think that is such a luxury. And then having your sailor, you know, go off and be deployed. I, I think that's Just such a luxury to us as family yeah. members. I think that's awesome to have a choice in that because, I mean, you can really, I mean, I just think that's awesome. So for more information on that, everyone can go to news.navy.mil and they can get the details on that. So Sounds good. Okay, are we ready for Sarah? I think we are. And um, if you hold on just one second, I will see if she is on the line. I think so. Would you like me to do Sarah, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Navy Wife Radio. Thank you. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi. Good. Well, we're so excited that you're here. We have um, a lot of questions. We have so much that we want to ask you. But let me go ahead real quick and just read our little intro for you so everyone can hear all all your good stuff. Um, Sarah is a Navy wife author and columnist. Her column, Shore Duty, is syndicated to newspapers and magazines across the country. She's been featured in the New York Times Magazine and Newsweek and on ABC's Nightline, CNN, CBS, The Early Show, Fox News, and MSNBC. Sarah's life rights were optioned by Kelsey Grammer's company, Gramnet, and Paramount TV. A half-hour sitcom based on her life is now in development. Sarah's first book, Going Overboard, chronicles her life as a military wife and she has been independent for more than 30 years. She is the mother of three boys, <laughs> Ford, Ford Owen, and the new baby, Lindell. Yes. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Welcome. I love your children's names. Those are so uh, – I just love them. I, I've read those just the other day, and I really – I remember Ford's name mm-hmm. and Owen, but um, I just love them. I just think they're awesome names. Well, you know, I get recognized out in public mostly because of Ford's name, if really? Someone, yeah, if someone hears me, like, yelling at Ford in the middle of Target or something, <laughs> they'll say, oh, wait a minute, you're the girl who writes, you know, and they never recognize me by my face or anything, but they'll recognize his name. That's funny. Well, it is a unique name, so I, and I could also see it might be strange for some people to hear, you know, you yelling Ford in the middle of maybe, you know, Target or Walmart. <laughs> I could see that being a problem, but that's okay. I think that's pretty neat. And I have to say, too, that my I'm at my mom's right now, um, I always kind of break up the summer by going for a couple of weeks to my mom's house with the boys so that she can take care of them for a while and I can just work and relax. And um, so my husband is back home, and he's listening to me right now. Ooh, oh, this could be, so this could be good and bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel a little nervous. Oh, no, <laughs> I, 
that's okay. We could take advantage of this. Is there anything that you would really like to say to him right now? You know, something <laughs> to say for a while now that you're how many miles away are you yeah, from, from water him? my plants? <laughs> water my plants. You know, I have that problem. <laughs> the same problem whenever I leave. Oh gosh. So um, let's get started. Wendy, did you wanna? Well, I wanted to tell Sarah. You know, our show is all about inspiring military wives. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. You know, we talk about everything and nothing. And we like guests that come on and talk about um, how, what, how they're, you know, using their life to do what they love. And that's why we've asked you to be on the show, because we feel like that you really have a message to share with our listeners. Mm-hmm. So having said that, um, we, you know, we want to talk about your book, your column, how you got started, your speaking arrangements, how you juggle all this with kids. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to talk about. So, and we invite everyone to, you know, who's listening to I am or call. yeah, I'm already getting questions. They're okay. not even waiting. <laughs> so whenever we get a call, Sarah, we'll just let that person come in. Okay. And then they can say hi, or they can ask a question, and then we'll just pick up right where we left off. Okay. Okay. Well, so, first uh, of all, Sarah's already answered one of my questions that I just had at a recent post on um, taking a little R and R. And we were asking ladies what they do to take care of themselves. So Sarah just answered that question very quickly. Um, she goes. She goes to moms. I think that's brilliant. And so, how far is your mom from where you where you are? Because you're stationed, um, I think, near me. Are you stationed in Florida, right? We're in Florida, and um, my mom's in Virginia. So that's not too bad. Yeah, and she's you know a former military wife also, so um, she gets it. <laughs> and she used to do the same thing too. When my dad would go on deployment, she would sometimes go to her mom, take us all to Alabama with her. Um, but you know, I do have to say that. I've come here for a little R&R, and a lot of my neighbors have asked my husband if he wants to come over for dinner or if they can make him anything while I'm gone. You know, they really feel sorry for him. <laughs> it never happens to me. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a second. I mean, when my husband's gone, nobody's inviting me over. My, uh, my husband's gone right now. I would just like to put it out there that if anyone is a really good cook, I would love to come over for dinner. You just call me. I know. I just think that, uh, well, you know, Maybe they just know, I don't know, maybe they just think have higher expectations from you. <laughs> well, yeah, and I guess they think that a husband left alone isn't going to cook or clean. or. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, oh, well, we have a, um, Wendy, how do you want to do this with questions on IAMs? Would you like to go ahead and we ask questions, or would you like to jump to right to the IAMs as they come in also? Um, well, since you've got an IAM, go ahead and do it, and then we'll we'll just break it up. So we'll let everybody know. If you send us an IAM, it might take us a while to get to it, but we will get to it. Absolutely. Well, uh, Sarah, this uh, her girl's name is Jessica Boots, and she says she is a great big fan of yours. I love her name. Jessica I know. I think, I, I'm, I'm wondering if that's you know you know a, a, a all right, Jessica. If you're listening, please tell us if that's your real name. You don't have to tell us your real name, but tell us if that's your real name because I think that sounds like a good pen name. Yeah. <laughs> <Sounds> like, <laughs> but she says I am a Navy wife and would love to know what Sarah thinks of getting involved in an FRG. I just knew these questions were going to come. Uh, she writes, any suggestions that she may have for someone new, um, I guess like her, that would like to volunteer in a leadership position such as this? Um, any cautions, um, she asks, uh, or um, if you think anything that she should be careful with, I guess is what she's asking. So I guess she's asking to be like um, a leader in a family readiness group. I yeah, some of the groups have, le- some of them I know have titles and positions. Some of them, I've also been part of them that, she she writes yes. This is my real name. <laughs> but yes, um, so I know some of them have leadership positions, and others, you know, you're just um, maybe volunteering just to be part of it. You know, as a um, co, not even as a co-chair, but you know, sometimes you're just in charge of maybe throwing the kids' party. So, what are your right. thoughts on the FRG and 
being out there. I think it's a great way to learn everything that you need to know about the military. I know I know a lot of people who are brand new and they jump right into being an ombudsman or you know an FRG leader, and it's the greatest way to learn all the things that are available to us, the services and. Um, you know, like like you said in my intro, I've been a Navy dependent for 30 years, and not until I knew someone who was going through the ombudsman program did I realize all of the different services that are available to military families when their spouses are deployed. Mm-hmm. Just, sometimes you just don't know these things, you know. Well, you don't think of it. You know, you get caught up in the cycles of deployment, and you get thrown into it, and then you're, it's almost, I always say, it's just kind of surviving. Right. You, know, you go into survival mode, and you really don't think of, luxuries and you don't think of, oh, what can I do for fun? You're really just trying to get through it. So right. I think having those resources are awesome. And, and that's how Wendy and I met, is the oh. group. So see? Yeah. We like to say good things can come out of it. <laughs> well, you know, and I met my husband because our moms were in a spouse group together. So see? Okay, so all the ladies now know. Yeah. yeah well, hopefully you won't, meet, you know, nobody will be meeting a new husband, but you'll be... Um, <laughs> you could you catch could, up your kids. You'll be, yes. You'll be matching up kids and you're going to... Um, Meet new friends. So I think I think it's a great thing to get involved in. And I, I also think, too, that, you know, a lot of times I myself faced a lot of depression when my husband was on deployment, and there's no better way to get out of the funk of depression like helping other people. And it gets your mind off of yourself. And I think that people who are volunteering, like with um, Navy Marine Corps Relief Society or, um, you know, as an ombudsman, yes. any type of helping other people I think helps you also because it it's taking your mind off of maybe what's wrong in your life. Well that and I think it almost um it, it it's more of a reality check too because you know you think that you have it so bad and then when you're put into a position of helping others you really find out that you're not on the top of that list sometimes. Right. And that it really puts them in perspective because I think a lot of women don't know, you know, you know what bad is sometimes until it's compared, you know. So I just think it's or I don't think it's they have it. Yes, yes, or how good, just to be thankful for what you have sometimes. So I think, you know, it helps you um, kind of get perspective is what I'm saying. You really should never compare, but it's good for perspective. Right. Wendy, did you say there was a call? Um, You know what, I had a call, but... And then you lost her. You know, oh, are you there? Me? Yep. Um, I had a call, and um, and it's so funny. You know who it was? It's Ron Hat, our programmer. So he's gonna have to call back because uh, this night's all about women tonight. He's yeah, he picks tonight to call us. But, <laughs> but we do have a call. We have another call. Okay. And um, let's go ahead and take that. And it is from Barry Code. Oh, we have two calls. Um, let's. It's Barry Code two one zero. So let's go ahead and bring them on the line and. Area code 210, are you there? I am. Go ahead and give us your name. Babette. <laughs> hey, Babette. Hey. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? We're doing great. What are, do you have a question for Sarah? I do. I have a question for Sarah. I want to know how Sarah deals with having three small boys at home. Uh, well, I'm at my mom's right now. But, um, you know... A lot of people, my grand, I'm actually not only did I drive up here with my three young boys, I also brought my 87-year-old grandmother with me too. And um, she oh my was, gosh, I know. And she was just saying to me, I don't know how you do it when you're at home. And um, 
And it's kind of, I kind of liken it to deployment, you know, that when you're in it, when your husband's gone, you're just in the mode and you're doing it. Yeah. And it's not until they get home that you say, oh, my gosh, how did I do that? I don't think I can do it again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's kind of like this when I'm at oh, my mom that I think, how did I get anything done when I'm at home alone, you know? But when I'm there, I just do it. And I don't know, I'm probably damaging my kid's psyche and they watch too much TV or something. But, um, you know, you have to do what you got to do for yourself. And I hope that in the long run my boys will look back and be proud of the things I've done, even if it meant that they had to play outside a lot. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I have similar struggles myself, and sometimes it's hard to, you know, balance out what you you want and you need to do for work or other obligations with, um, you know, balancing that with the needs of a young family. And um, I know for me sometimes I I suffer from just massive guilt complex. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, why am I, can I do better? Am I not doing enough? Am I messing up my priorities? And should I be focusing on something else? And it, uh, it gets hard for me. So I was just wondering how you dealt with that. Yeah, and I think you're so right, too, that it's, when I'm working, I feel like I should be with the kids. And then when I'm with the kids, I feel like I should be working. And it's just this constant struggle. And it's frustrating because my husband never feels that. He doesn't, I mean, well, he would probably tell me that, you know, he has to sacrifice time with the kids because of his work. But it doesn't ever really go the other way. He never is at home with the kids and saying, I really should be at work, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, the Navy, the military, oh, the Department of Defense has set my husband's priorities, you know. And no one is over <laughs> us telling us what to do next. And I think, like, as working mothers, there's that constant struggle of what should I be putting on top. And, you know, it's just hard. I have to say that it's definitely a balance. And I think that... Once you find the balance, it's it's a, it's even hard to just keep it. You know, you teeter-totter back and forth because, mm-hmm. you know, time goes on, things change, your children change, their needs change. And a friend of mine um, that I grew up with, um, she was just telling me the other day how my children are school age now, and I was just, I was getting, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sad, but then I'm excited because, you know, I can focus, you know, and work during certain hours, but at the same time, they're not going to be here anymore. Right. And so she told me, she said, though, she was just make sure you're still there because she says, bigger kids, bigger problems. And I thought, <laughs> oh, my gosh, is that true? You know, you just don't think about that. You think they're getting older, they're getting more, you know, independent, but it's really the other way around. You know, you, your children, as they grow older, you know, issues and things get bigger. So um, I thought that was a really good wake-up yeah. call. <laughs> you know, well, they're going to still be just as needy. Everybody keeps asking me, too, you know, when's my second book going to come out? And I wrote the first book so fast. I mean, I, I got the book deal, like, in September, and I was finished with the book by February. And oh, wow. I mean, I was just like, bam, I you know, I wrote that book. <laughs> I was working on it every day, and now it's two years have lapsed. And I can't get my second book finished. Oh, my gosh, has it been that long? I know. It's so hard to believe. But, um, you know, I look back and it's like, you know, my one son had his tonsils taken out. The other son had pneumonia. And it's like one thing after another. And then I had a baby, of course, the big one. Um, And it's just hard, I think, as mothers because there's always these interruptions that, you know, I mean, you can't. It's it's just hard to get everything done. But um, I was just reading Last night, I guess it was about um, Ann Tyler, who's one of my favorite authors, that five years went between her first book and her second. And somebody asked her, you know, why? Because now she writes a book almost every year. And she said, well, I was raising kids. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's an important job. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, you know, it's hard to get that much work time in. 
Well, I guess that goes to one of our, our questions that we had is, you know, how do you find time to do that? Do you, have, do you give yourself, now some people are very scheduled, and uh, that's not me, but I mean some people are very scheduled and they give themselves time where they need to write, and other people, you know, just write when they can. How did you find, how did you do the writing, you know, when you were at home with children and a husband? And I always say and a husband because they are just as needy. Right. No offense, husband that's listening. They are just as needy, you know, as the kids too sometimes. You know, you, you want to give them your, your time and energy also. So how did you do that with, you know, the kids, the husband? Did you write it during a deployment? You know, how did that work? Well, he was home. He wasn't deployed when I wrote it. And he, he actually helped me a lot during that time. But... um I stay up late. I'm really bad about, I'm a real bad night owl. And I just basically don't get a lot of sleep because, you know, the only time I get the chance to really solid concentrate on work is when the kids go to bed. And um, and sometimes I don't even do that, you know, because every, you know, then something else pops up. But, um, but, yeah, my husband just, now that I can say this and he can't answer back to me since he's just listening, um, <laughs> He had pink eye a couple of weeks ago, and at the same time, I was worried about this spot that's under my eye on my skin, worried that it was skin cancer, and he came home from work because he was med down for pink eye, and he came in and he said, I'm just so beat, I really just need to lay down this pink eye, and I just stared at him, I was like, are you kidding me, you have pink eye, and I think I have skin cancer, and I'm still up <laughs> washing the clothes and doing the dishes. That's funny. That- now, um, now, was that your was that your questions? Now, is she still on the line? Babette, oh, Babette, am, are you I still am. there? No, no, I I asked my question. Thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank, thank you so much for, for calling. calling in. <laughs> thanks for uh, letting me ask my question. Have a good evening. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye bye. You know, Babette is the um, editor of Military Spouse magazine. Yeah. Oh, okay. If it's the same Babette, I yeah, I don't know any other Babette. It probably is. <laughs> Wow. Well, thanks, Babette, for calling. That's awesome. That's and I think they do. They have a website. Yes. What is that? Do you know? Millspousemag.com. Okay. All right, ladies. So if you're listening, you can check out that website. It's millspousemag.com. Very good. Well, we have a question from Nita, okay. and she wants to know now, um, Sarah. Were, were you when did your children? I'm trying to think of now. And I'm sure I could figure this out if I thought about it here, but we're you know on a time frame, but. Because I, you know, I've read your book and know your children's age, and you know your husband's been in the military for a while. But my question is: is were you um, just before you had children? Had you had a deployment with your husband? Because the question Nita's asking is: is deployment as a mother different than deployment as just a wife? And I'm sure that all of us that are moms can answer that. But now, were you though? Did you ever go through a deployment without children? I did not. My my first son was born right before my husband left for deployment. Um, but I have two other, since I, I have not done deployment without children, but I have two other comparisons that my best friend during that first deployment um, and the second deployment, she um, she did not have a child during the first deployment. So I kind of saw on her side that I was maybe occupied a little bit more with taking care of a child where she had more alone time to maybe kind of think, think about, about it. <laughs> yeah, think about how lonely she was. And I remember one time she said to me that, she couldn't remember the last time someone had physically touched her, like another human being had hugged oh her. Oh, my gosh. Or, you know, just put their arm around her shoulder. And I thought, wow, that's really profound because here I've got this kid that I'm like, oh, just get off me for one second, you know. So yeah, I someone think, take them, you know, hold them yeah. here. Right, yeah. and I think we forget about that, that, you know, some people are living through deployments. They're in an apartment, they're going to work, and they maybe are not really having someone in their life, you know, close that to That interaction. Them. 
Right. And but then of course I also went through deployments, a lot of deployments as a the daughter when my dad was deploying and that's quite a bit different too because you don't have any responsibilities really. You know, I mean it's it's hard having your dad gone, but it's much different than being a wife where when your spouse leaves that everything falls on you. Oh yes, that's that is true. So yeah, that I thought that was a very good question. That's a very good answer. You know, we just don't even you know, and, and I think as, as it's important for us as women with children also that maybe have been doing it a little longer when that new wife comes in to kind of remember that. You know, that's a good rationalization to think of when we're in that wives group, that F R G or F S G, whatever you call them. Um, that that new wife, you know, if she is if without children, that that's her situation too, because you know we we seem to forget about the women without children, mm-hmm. and they're just as you know lonely and as missing their husbands as of course as we are. And so, she, um, my friend during that deployment too, she would come to spouse club meetings sometimes, and she would say, you know, this is like the first human being I've seen in three days, because <laughs> at the time she worked via the computer too. Oh, oh gosh. And um and so. For me, I was like, that would really strike me. I would think, wow, you know, and here I've had this other little human being that I've been trying to, you know, get off my back for <laughs> just, you know, a day or so. And um, and then she just really enjoyed coming to the spouse club meetings because she was with other people and, and she didn't want to rush the meetings or hurry home because that was her outlet. And, yeah, I think we do forget for those of us that have family to go back home to that for some people that that's, you know, that's their connection is coming to those monthly meetings. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. That was a good question. I hadn't heard that one before. Hmm. Um, okay, I had a I had a question come through. Um, and it actually was on our list, Marie, so that's good. Um, it, it's just a real simple one. How did you know that you wanted to be a writer? Well, I always, ever since I was little, I was always writing little things. Like I used to have a newsletter for our family, <laughs> my mom would like run up to Kinkos and Xerox oh, wow. and send all the grandparents and um <laughs> and then me. I used to write like books I mean books I'm saying in quotations here. You know, I'd write a couple of pages like I wrote the sequel to Gone with the Wind and it was maybe like five type pages or something. <laughs> but um I was always doing things like that and my grandparents, especially my grandfather Big Jack, who I dedicated the book to, he always told me I should be a writer, but I didn't really have a good example of how anybody made money writing, and so I went to school to be a teacher, um, like as if they make money <laughs> either. <laughs> but um, but then I've I've never really taught. I've just been writing because that was where my heart was, and I I do feel like that you know if you're doing what you're passionate about, that um, you know it that that's what you should be doing. And of course, I say that with a husband who has a full time secure job, so I am able to live, you know, to write and do what I want to do. And I know that there's some people who aren't married um, and trying to make it as a writer that that doesn't work. They have to have a second job. But um, but I think I knew from the beginning, and it was just, you know, I feel like my writing has grown over the years and hopefully will continue to grow. Well, that kind of answers another question that kind of is a second part to that. They were writing, um, does it come easy to you? So writing does come easy to you? Because they're asking, is it, does it seem like a job sometimes to write? Because you write so much, you really do. <laughs> it depends. Like sometimes, um, I mean, there are weeks where I'm like, "Oh no, what am I going to write this week?" And then I'll tell my husband, "Go do something stupid. <laughs> Give me some material." Um, but I do love to write. I mean, even if nobody was paying me to write, I would still be writing. Or actually, I think I more like storytelling is my bigger passion. And the work for me is having to get it down on paper. But what I love is 
you know, telling stories and um but I mean sometimes I have to work at it if I don't feel inspired at that time. You know, I, I there's there's days that go by that I don't write and I don't want to write and then I'll wake up at midnight and I'm like, Wow, I've got to really just go put this down right now. Um, so it's odd. <laughs> Do you keep a notebook by your bed and a pen or anything like that that you The laptop. The laptop, laptop. Is always right by my bed. Okay, <laughs> that that's better than a you know pen and paper. It doesn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's saved in there forever. How did um I had and I had this question too come through. Um, how did you get your book published? Like, did you have to sh- you know what was that? I I know the answer, but yeah, I'll we I think we know the answer to that, but they they don't. Right. Well, I was I was focusing on getting my column in as many newspapers as I could because that had always been my dream was to have a newspaper column. And um, and then an agent approached me, sent me an email and said, I've seen what you do and I've seen some of your writing. Have you ever thought about writing a book? And I had not at that point. Um, but I told him, I said, sure, I'll write up a proposal and you can see what you can do with it. And Because um, and, I'd heard at the time it was going to be hard to get a book about a military wife published. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have a lot of hopes in it or anything. And then my family had evacuated for Hurricane Ivan um, and we were – staying at my grandmother's retirement home, and I got a call from the agent, and he had sold the book. And I was shocked because I really, you know, didn't think that it was going to work out, that um, I didn't know if the time was right for a, mil- a story about a military wife, and especially since my book is not a how-to, you know, it's just right. a story. Right, and it had, had it, so it hadn't been written yet? Had not been written yet, no. So it was sold before it was written. I just right. think that's very interesting because normally it doesn't work like that. Right, yeah. So I was evacuated to this retirement home, and the agent says, the good news is I sold your book. The bad news is you have to have it finished by February. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> now, did, was that a little bit of stress? It was, but that story had been, like, burning inside me for so long that it just came out. You know, I mean, it was not hard at all to write that book because I, I'd had so many years thinking about that story. So this was kind of like therapy for you. Right, it was. Great therapy. And, you were, and then you were, getting paid, you were getting paid to be treated. That's pretty neat. That's right. Well, the great thing about this show is that not only do people get to hear it live, but they can download it later in the archives. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell everyone who maybe hasn't read Sarah's book that you can find it on Amazon.com, and you just do a search for Sarah Smiley, Going Overboard, and the book will come up. And it's in paperback now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, so you can either get it hardcover or paperback and through Amazon.com. And um, and it's called, just in case, you know, for those people don't know, it's Going Overboard, The Misadventures of a Military Wife. And I can't wait to read it again. And, you know, I, I have only gotten to read it once, and I really – and I don't read many books twice. But I was telling Wendy before we did this, and I said, you know, I really wish I could have gotten to read it again now. I said I wanted to read it so bad. So we actually have some questions um, now about the book. Okay. We, we want to get some women interested here, give them just a little bit of information but not give away too much so that they want to go out and buy the book. Okay. Because we so totally say go out and buy the book. It is worth it. It is the kind of book that you can keep. It's a good deployment book. Mm-hmm. that you can read, and like she said, it's not a how-to, which, I mean, there are so many how-tos. I mean, you really must have seen I mean, you had a a need, and you filled it by writing this book because I think so many wives needed this. Right. You know, there are so many great how-to books, and that's not what this is. Well, and I felt like a lot of how-to books are <clears throat> setting the bar so high, saying here's what you should be doing, here's what a good military wife does. I mean, they do Yes, and here's what the Navy says right. we want you to do. Right, and... So I just really wanted to write about, here's what happened to me. And, you know, and a lot of people didn't like that, but 
I get so many responses from people saying, oh, wow, I'm so glad I feel normal. You know, now I realize I'm not the only wife who's fallen apart or, you know, I just wanted to tell my story so that it could be like a girlfriend talking to you saying, it's okay, you know, this happened to me. <laughs> and that's exactly what, you know, our whole theory is on our stuff too, that we, we didn't, we saw so many things that were information-based and we don't want to be information-based. There's too many great sites that are, you know, there for that purpose. Right. So we would rather just be girlfriends. And um, so since you mentioned that, so how um, true to life was your book? I mean, was, because uh, you know, a lot of stories, you know, you, you, you hear about people saying, oh, well, I wrote that book, but, you know, the editors wanted it to be a little more embellished. They um, had to change some things, you know, just for, you know, sales. So how much of the book is really true to life for you? Well, everything, the basic structure of it is true. You know, everything about the gynecologist is true and, um, you know, and the, Here's what I've always said about a memoir is that the the memories of it, the relationships, all of that is true. Now, people could nitpick and say, you know, did you have a spouse club meeting on Tuesday or was it really Sunday? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Gotcha. And I don't know exactly, you know, my quotes are just from my memory. Um, but sure. the bigger picture is that this is how I felt during that time. These are the things that happened to me in the relationships I had, um, you know. But, of course, I wasn't keeping a detailed diary at the time, so I don't know if a spouse meeting happened at this time or another time. No, but those characters, I mean, the characters in your book, were they based on real-life friends, the friends yes. that you spoke about in the book? Yes. And how did they react to the book? Was everybody happy with how they were portrayed? Probably um, my mom and my mother-in-law probably took it the hardest. <laughs> and my father-in-law, my father-in-law, after it came out, was so excited, and he said, I'm on page 101, my name's on page 101. <laughs> and I told him, I said, calm down, there's some people who are trying to forget what page they're on. <laughs> yes. But um, but my friends all really liked it, and it was kind of nostalgic for them because it brought back a lot of memories from that time. And it's interesting, when I, I got together with the two um, women that are in it, um, Jody and Courtney, um, I got together with them right before our third son was born, and we were talking about the book and all the different stories from the book. And it is interesting to see their perspective of it, because after they read the book, they say, well, I had no idea you felt that way or that you saw it this way. You know, And that's really what a memoir is, is it's told through the veil of someone's the one person. and memories. Right. And they, they saw those experiences a different way or they had their own feelings on it, but this is just my story and how I saw it so that other people could say, I felt that way too. Right, very good. Well, um, I want to remind everyone, um, we'll just take a quick announcement break for our sponsor right here at this point. Um, you're listening to The Subwives on Navy Wife Radio. Um, today we are talking to Sarah Smiley, author, syndicated columnist, and Navy Wife. Um our show today is being sponsored by AskTheChief.com and TheSubReport.com. Okay, and um, let's um, let's switch gears from your book to okay. um, your you know your your deal with Kelsey Grammer's company Gramnet. Mm-hmm. And what can you tell us about that? Well, um, they're still working on it. Um, you know, Kelsey Grammer is a big supporter of the military. Okay. Uh, I, I think he was raised by someone in the army. Maybe his grandfather was in the army, um, so he, you know, is a big supporter of this, and and they're, you know, hoping to develop it into um, into something. But I, you know, I I don't try to put all my eggs in a basket or, you know, get too invested in it. Luckily, the kids keep me grounded, and um, and I just keep kind of 
plugging along with what's here and happening right now and occasionally get calls, updates on what's going on with that. And um, But I try not to get my hopes up or anything. Well, yeah, I mean, I could see. I mean, Hollywood's pretty fickle, so you never right. know. <laughs> what what is in store there? But we're we're excited for you about that. Yeah, I think it would be fun to have another comedy about um, you know because there's been a lot of military comedies like Mash and Major Dad. Oh yeah, like those that. are my favorites. Yeah, but I love been, Mash. Yeah, there's <laughs> never been really like a comedy about military wives. No, but I so say that we we are so. Oh, it should have been from the beginning. I, in fact, it baffles me that nobody has tried to poke fun at because you have to be able to laugh at yourself too. Right. And there's just so many situations that they have to work with for endless, you know, and they just have endless, endless, endless feed for it. They right. can just keep going. <laughs> well, um, okay, we had I had another question for you mm-hmm. on my long list here, and we're trying to get through this as much as we can. Um, since our show is about inspiring, you know, military wives. What advice can you give to a mill spouse that wants to create a business of her own, whether it's writing or something else like you've done? Yeah, well, I think it's really important because that's what my column grew out of that, you know, during my husband's first two deployments, I just felt kind of lost and like I wanted something of my own while he was gone, and that was what it grew out of. So, um, you know, whether you're making money or not, I think having something that you're interested in and is fulfilling something of yours um, is a must for military wives, you know, to take care of themselves while their spouse is gone. Absolutely. And and obviously when you're creating this for yourself, it's something that can be transported easily and, um, you know, with the different moves and everything. But And, and just talking to other military wives because there's so many of them that have, you know, come up with neat ideas and things that they're doing you know, with their time. Yeah, I like to say that a, mil- a military spouse, you know, man or woman, they are so creative. And Wendy and I talk about this all the time. We always say how creative, you know, people are when when they're put into situations and they have to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that they can really turn that into creative juice and just turn it into something. That if, if they really feel passionately about something, they, they really are. They're creative people. And I just believe that as long as they feel, they, they just have to get the... Um, the drive to do it. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have that, uh, I think that we can be successful at doing our own businesses. Um, I mean, you obviously are. Um, you've done very well. And it's just, and you're doing something that you love. And I just think that that's, that is inspiration in itself for someone that's listening, that they could get started on something that they really yeah, want to do. They can take a chance and step out and mm-hmm. just try it. You know, that's what we always say is just try something, try a bunch of different things and see which one you like. And our husbands do have pretty secure jobs. <laughs> well, that's like I was saying earlier is that, you know, a lot of writers when I talk about doing what you love, you know, um, like my brother is actually a painter, an artist, and he lives off of his work. And when I get into talks with him about, you know, being inspired and doing what you love, he always tells me, he says, well, I have to live off of this. So, you know, I, <laughs> it's a job for me. And, and we do have that luxury that our, our spouses jobs are very secure and we can kind of play around and um well by play around i mean you know you can try different things and find out what well you're not you're not as afraid to fail because you know that you're especially when you're in a situation not all military spouses are but when you are in a situation that maybe your income isn't needed or not even uh, a full-time job or even two jobs or whatnot the free time that you have that you can go and 
you know, test the water in something, and that if you fail, you're not harming your family, because I know a lot of people have to hold back on that because they have to provide. Mm-hmm. So we really do, I think it's such a luxury that we have that if we're able to try something that, especially with our, if we have supportive husbands, that will let us just go off the wall with anything, you know, on a whim. And we've met a lot of women that are doing those kind of things, that they've created businesses, online boutiques, that they, um, they're writing, and they're, they're becoming successful, and necessarily they don't have to worry about the money aspect of it, that they're able just to try. Right. So that is a lot different than our, you know, civilian counterpart. And have you ever noticed, too, that usually people who are married to a military man are very creative? And I think it's kind of like the opposite of tracks, you know, that our spouses are a lot of times very analytical and, <laughs> and routine-oriented. Yes. Oh, you've met my husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think there is, like, a disproportionately large amount of military wives who are writers, artists, um, you know, very creative people. And, and entrepreneurs is a type of creativity, too. And and I, I don't know if it grows out of the situations we're put in or that, you know, kind of the opposites attract thing, or maybe it's a little bit of both. But I, I always think that military wives are the most interesting people. Oh, I, interesting is probably the best word that I could use to describe this. I mean, yeah, that is true. I have met so many different types of women, and I've told my... Interesting and diverse, for sure. Absolutely. Well, I've told my family, you know, that not, actually I come from a family that no one was really military. My dad served for a few years, but I come from a non-military family. We grew up in the Midwest, no bases really around us at all. And um, I just want to say that uh, um, it, it was just, it, it's very hard for them to get that, mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah, it's just... Um, okay, we're getting more questions. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. I know you do a lot of keynote speaking, mm-hmm. and um, and we had a question come through about that. What was it like when you gave your first keynote? Were you nervous? <laughs> and what was that like for you? Yeah, you know, I think um, everybody's always nervous speaking, and I and I still get nervous, but I think you get if it's something that you practice and you get more comfortable that um, – you know, now it it just seems really easy for me, I guess. But I, I just recently did a um, keynote speech at a Navy Medical Ball, which was yeah, really I read that. I read your your article on that. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you: Is it hard to speak in front of your husband? Or are you? Oh, it now? is. And that it was hard, difficult at that ball for two reasons: because Dustin was there, and I think it's always hard to speak in front of people who know you because. You know, speaking is kind of like acting a little bit. You have to act like you're not nervous and that you know what you're going to say and everything. But, you know, you look over at your husband who's going, what? You know, like, this is the girl who, you know, whatever. And I think it's it makes you more vulnerable if someone's out there that knows you. But then at the medical ball, it's like, then there's my doctors, you know, who know what medicine I take and saw me delivering a baby. And, I mean, it was just a very awkward <laughs> So I told the group, I said, you know, they always say to picture your audience naked, but I realized then that some of the people in the audience had seen, like, ultrasounds of my bladder, <laughs> and, you know, it put a new twist on everything. But um, but I think with public speaking, the more you do it, the more it just kind of becomes um, nat- or not nat. I mean, I still get nervous, but it, I think it becomes easier. It, it just becomes more... Um... I guess you just break through that fear a little bit more every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Where are you? Are you speaking anywhere anytime soon for anybody who's listening? Who can you know? Where can they catch you next? I'm gonna be um, at the book uh, 
I, I can never remember the way that they call it, but it's the um, book festival at Amelia Island, just north of Jacksonville, Florida. So Oh, near me. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably a lot of um, people in Jacksonville. And they, every year, have this really great book festival. And part of it is um, a workshop for writers, but part of it, too, is just a book festival where they have, like, readings and they have um, kids that they have children's books authors come and they read the kids and I'm going to be at that and that's October 4th to October 8th. Okay. All right, Wendy, you need to come down. October 4th. <laughs> we need to take a we need October 4th to write that down. We need to take a road trip. Yeah. I'd love to meet you guys in person. We well, have area is so pretty. It's, it's so nice. absolutely beautiful for any women that live in this area and have not been over to Amelia Island. It is absolutely beautiful and I've lived here for oh gosh, I don't want to start dating ourselves. I've lived here for a long time and I have never been there. Oh, really? Not to the book fair. I've been to the oh, Amelia okay. Island. Oh, okay. I've never even heard of the, 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 the book festival or whatever it was called. I've never heard of it. They, I, I have said so they need to advertise some more. Yeah, well, it's, they have a website. It's bookisland.org, um, and it lists on there. Like, they, they have the authors go out into the schools in Jacksonville and, like, teach some classes to high school students. And, I mean, they do all. So it, it's supposed to just be a weekend that celebrates, like, a love of reading and books. And um, they do a lot of stuff, but yeah, I you know I used to live in Jacksonville too, and I had never heard of it <laughs> either. So perhaps they should do some more advertising. Well, Jessica Booth is asking if you're going to be coming out to California anytime soon. I wish, and my husband would love for us to get back to um, California, but I don't have mm. any plans to come out there anytime soon. And I've kind of cut back a lot on my traveling and speaking. well, absolutely with the family. And yeah, <laughs> and kind of hard to put them around. And once they're you know. Ford started kindergarten this year, and it's like suddenly I'm at the mercy of a school system's calendar. You know what? That's that's what I face now when my kids are school age. That, that changes things. Mm-hmm. Well, um, okay. So let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Let's look at our another question that we have for you. Um, well, I really wanted to go. I know that we were on the book for a minute there. I really wanted to go back to um, one question. Um, that we had about the book. Now, for those that have um, read the book, um, the story about you guys having adult game night, uh-huh. or you know, just having game night, and you guys would play Truth or Lie. Oh, now, my goodness. <laughs> is that, yeah, I'm going there. Um, <laughs> now, is that something that you guys actually can't, did you come up with that game, or is that something, a game that you had played previously, somebody, you know, invented, or what? Well, that that actually, that seems a little kind of a twist on, something we did where um, you would tell two truths about yourself and then one lie, and people had to spot the lie. Have you all ever ah. – it's really like an icebreaker game, but, um, you know, it would get condensed down to just talking about different things. And But um, but it, it starts out where everybody goes around and tells two truths about themselves and one lie, and then everybody has to guess. It's kind of like Balderdash. You have to guess, um, you know, which thing about themselves are they lying about. Like, well, mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, Wendy had read the book first, mm-hmm. and we were sitting on a beach for homecoming. We were waiting for uh, to watch the sub come in, and she looks at me, and we were sitting under my daughter's blanket. It was really cold out one morning. We were all snuggled up, and she looks at me, and she goes, truth or lie? And I haven't read the book yet, so I have no idea what she's talking about. And I looked at her, and I said, dare. And she goes, no. no. <laughs> she goes, no, read truth or lie. And I looked at her, and I said, okay, fine, truth. And she goes, no, you're not getting it. And so uh, what did you say then, Wendy? Well, I tried to get her to play the game with me. Uh-huh. And, of course, I was I was 
not very good at that because I couldn't oh. remember the rules of the game. <laughs> but she and, wanted to play. Um, and so finally when she got to, you know, once I figured, you know, I explained to her what the game was and, okay, here, I'm going to tell you this statement and you're going to determine whether it's a truth or a lie. We're going further <laughs> into the game. And then I realized, oh, gosh, what if I tell her something that is the truth that I want her to think is really a lie that's really racy or crazy? And I'm like, oh, well, never mind. I don't want to play the game. Yeah, and then she gave up on it. <laughs> this, but I just want to say that we have played that game. We uh, have played and I, it Yes, we've yes. played that game with girlfriends. It's so fun, yeah. And we it have is. done that with a friends at parties. So, ladies, you have to read the book and have to hear yes. her stories. And the things that she has to say are just so funny. And it's not just there, it's not just all you know, laugh, you know, a laughing matter either. There's some, you know, there's a little drama in there, and you know, love interest and all that. So it it was such a great book. So I just had to share that that. Yeah, well, now you have to try it with the two truths and a lie. See, I was kind of, I was leery about writing the two truths and a lie because I was afraid someone would come back at me and say, I made up that game, you know, um, that, you know, the whole copyright yeah. thing. Oh, okay, so yeah, we will have to try that now. Okay, so the, the rule is then we have to play with two truths and one lie. Wait, wait, yeah. Did you hear that? Well, only one lie. <laughs> but, we, but we would alter it around, too. We would do it several different ways, but... But that's my favorite way of doing it. And and it's a great icebreaker. Like at a spouse club meeting, you have everybody, when they come in, write down two truths about themselves and a lie and mix it up. You know, they don't do it in the right order. And then you go around the room and you read them, and everybody has to guess which one you're lying about. And um, the first time I did a spouse club meeting, I said that I had kissed a moose, I had bungee jumped two times, and that I was um, the class president of my high school senior class. And everybody, every single one of them, guessed that the lie was that I was president of my high school class, which was, they were right, that was the lie. <laughs> but when I told my husband, he said, well, what this means is that everybody thinks it's more probable that you have kissed a moose and bunny and jumped than you were the high school class president. Well, see, I don't know how I like that game, because I think that you, can get a, you might not know that you're going to get a little offended sometimes. <laughs> But yeah. no, we had a blast, and I, I, I just had to tell you that, that that was probably one of our most fun, because Winnie and I, we had a lot of patrols, and that was probably one of our most memorable patrol moments of sitting on a beach and her looking at me yeah. saying, truth or lie, and I'm going, dare. Well, thank you for that, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you emailed me about that, too, didn't you, Wendy? Yes, I did. Yep. I did. Yeah, I've been stalking Sarah for a while, trying to get her to yeah, <laughs> read my mail and, yeah, take my, you know, invitation and all that. But That's how she got me to be her friend, too. It's yeah. it's <laughs> It's awful, but you love her. She just grows on you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> she doesn't do that. Well, let's remind everyone, um, you know, about your website and how they can get a hold of you. Yes. Um, you can learn more about Sarah at her website, sarahsmiley.com, mm-hmm. and her book is Going Overboard, and you can find that on Amazon.com, mm-hmm. and you can read her column on military.com and several base papers around the country, mm-hmm. and... Uh, we have her link to on our website, submarinewife.com. So you yeah, so we just want to thank you so much for taking the time, especially if this is your off time. I mean, this is your R&R time, and you you know, you know, came and did this with us, so we really appreciate oh, that. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> well, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad. We, we invite you back anytime. Anytime yeah, you want to promote me. something or um, you have an announcement or, you know, when you're getting ready to do the um, the event at Amelia Island, if you, you know, want to come back and talk about that, you, you're more than welcome. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, because you know that would be that would be really close for a lot of people stationed at um, Jacksonville too. That'd yeah, it's a big Navy town. You've got Kings Bay, and you've got 
you know, NAS Jackson, Mayport. So. And you know what? It's really not that far from Savannah, and I know there's another base up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fort Stewart's up there. Hunter Army Airfield's up there. And you know what? I hate to say it, but Charleston. Charleston's not that far from there. I mean, yeah. I, we've lived in Charleston. We, I would drive down for that. So everybody in Charleston needs to come down. Yeah, we should get a big military wife party there. I'm all for having coffee. <laughs> wine. <laughs> coffee shops. Okay, wine. I'll, I'll do wine. Can we play truth or lie? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> well, thank okay, you so Sarah. much for this. Yes, thank you. Show. We really thank enjoyed you it. Thank for coming on. We really appreciate it. We loved having you, and um, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank and you. And please, husband, water the plants for her. Yeah. Yes. Don't let her plants die. No. <laughs> okay, take care, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Hey, Marie, wasn't she great? She is so funny, and she's so down to earth. I have to say, with everything that she has going for her right now, um, she she is staying grounded, and I think that's very important. We had that was so much fun, and like I said, you know, I've been stalking her for a while. I email her every time she writes something funny that I like, and and all that stuff. So she was very gracious to not uh, to not put us off. But yeah, and isn't it cool that editor from MilitarySpouse.com? Oh, I'm getting I'm getting like five messages going across my screen telling everybody. So when Sarah listens to this again, they're all writing, "We love you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah," oh. and they're all saying um, how great it was to have her on the show. Oh, love for Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, husband, for taking care of the home front while she's... The plants. Yes, the plants. Um, okay, Marie, well, we have a few minutes left. I will tell everybody, once we have about four minutes left in the show. Once our live feed drops off, we'll go into after the show because we have a couple of things that we want to talk about that we won't have time to in the live portion. But it, the extended part of the show will be available during via the archives, and that's usually available one hour after the show. Right, Marie? Yes, that is right. We were so glad to have Sarah on that, yeah, we would have, you know, we would love to have her back again. So as much time as she needs, she has on our show. Yes, yes. And thanks, everybody, too, that was IMing in and calling in. That was awesome. Um, You know, Father's Day is on Sunday, Marie. Yes, it is. Did you send your Father's Day card? Well, you know, I don't have that luxury of mail. Um, <laughs> I sent my father's. I don't meet my, your husband. I, mean, uh, I was going to say I hate to break it to you, but things get wet when he tries to get them. It just doesn't ever work. Um, I've tried that. the whole dolphin thing that the Navy's trying. No, I, <laughs> I, I actually that was my going to be my reminder. I have all of my stuff made out for um, Nick's father and my father um, sitting next to my mail stack, so it's going out first thing in the morning to the post office, and I was going to send one last little warning. That's everybody. If you have not mailed your card, mail it in the morning. Go to the yes. post office because I'll you are be mailing mine tomorrow too. Okay, good. So see, now I don't feel so, so bad. We say Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. <laughs> and if you're, you know, if your children's dad is at sea and you're, you know, being father this Father's Day, we um, we just you get to Mother's you Day. And, yes. <laughs> and uh, we just say hang in there, and we're thinking about you if if dad is away. And uh, let's see, what else I was going to tell you? Oh, on the subreport, you know, our sponsor for today's show is thesubreport.com. And one of the cool links over there that people can go and look at is Disneyland has a new ride. It's called Nemo's Submarine Voyage. I actually watched the grand opening of it where all the celebrities took their kids and went on it. And I have to say, it looks really cool. So if you're in San Diego or or that area and, and you can go, um, it just sounds like such a great ride. I hope they bring it to Disney World. Yeah, the East Coast people. Yes, 
So they're on thesubreport.com. You can go over there, and Eric has a timeline video of the construction of the ride. So you can go over there, and you can click on it and view that. And, um, oh, the other thing is, um, and I'm so excited to share this, I wrote a little blog entry on the site um, about a possible IA deployment for us, and an editor from the Navy Times found it, and they're going to publish it. Which is so cool. So, you know, I, I'm a wannabe writer. I'd love to be a writer like Sarah. Um, oh, yeah, I'm a wannabe. Yeah, we're wannabe. Uh, yeah, so. we're, we're not writers yet, but maybe someday we will be. Maybe we'll get good at it. So I want to tell everybody, it should come out next week's issue of the Navy Times, and it's called um, Honey, I Might Have Orders to Afghanistan. That's the name of it. So if you get the Navy Times, and um, and if you have an extra copy and you would like to send it to me because I would like to – be able to have a few extra copies. Um, we'll put an address on the website that you can send it to. But um, it'll be in next week's paper of hopefully of the Navy Times. So I think that's really great, I, and I like how we're we're reaching bigger audiences. Yeah, our live feed. I just want to tell everybody is getting ready to drop off in about thirty seconds. So um, for our live listeners, we just want to say um, thank you so much for listening in and. Um, being a part of our, our program with Sarah. And, Sarah, thank you so much for taking time out of your little vacation to be on our show. Right, Marie? Oh, yes. Thank you so much for taking your time. And like I said, that's our R&R time, so that was great. Yes. Okay. And we're going to continue and go into after the show. All right? Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we're we're going to be right with you after the show. Okay, Marie, we're after the show. You know, I really wish we had some music and, like, you could hear the, the cork <laughs> pop on, like, a bottle of champagne, and we could just sit and be like, yep, I've got my shoes off. I'm ready. <laughs> it's after the show time. Um, oh, gosh. I know. Gosh. Well, let's, let's do, tell everybody what we have coming up for guests in July, and, and then I know you have a question for me about the website, about a post over there. Oh, yes, I, I do. Yeah. Coming in July, we have um, – we have – we have three guests booked and one tentatively booked. Um, T- Tanya Bianc, um, and Tanya's book, Army Wives, is the basis for the Lifetime series drama Army Wives, which is Sunday nights at 10 p.m. on Lifetime. She is going to be here in July. And um, we also have Kathy, um, the girls that did the the breakout over at, Stospa's live in San Diego, Kathy Hightower and Holly Shearer. They're going to be here in July, and they're going to talk about their book, um, Help, I'm a Military Spouse, I Want a Life Too. And that book's all about um, following your dreams and creating a life for yourself despite having to follow your husband all around in this crazy Navy life. Yes. Yes, so they're coming. And then Pat over <clears throat> from Shipwreck, hey, Shipwreck, excuse me, he's doing his um, season finale. I can't wait. You know, his, each show is so funny. I can't imagine what a season finale would be. So he's going to be here to promote that here first, and that's coming. And then what we're working on booking is um, the creator of the cartoon series, JennySpouse.com. And you you know that spot, that, was that it, right, Marie? Yes, yes, yes. I draw, and I just I look at her stuff, and she is so creative. And, again, she's a military spouse. And that's www.jennyspouse.com. And you can go over, and she has the funniest cartoons. And I think she even has a, a little boutique, an online store, too. Yes, she has a store. And she usually lets publications print her stuff at no charge. 
So, you know, it was really a way to support her in keeping that comic strip alive is to visit her online store and, and get pick up a coffee mug or a T-shirt or something like that. So, so she's coming. That's what we're working on there. And hopefully soon we'll have a cafe store. Can you believe Ron called us during our show, Marie? What was, he, was he calling your home line or was he calling into the show? No, he's calling my house. So, yeah. I mean, bless his heart. He probably just forgot we were on air and... But so that you know, he's working on our on our new website, so we're so excited about that. And yeah, he is the mastermind, the brains behind it all. So once everybody sees our create our, our final website, yeah. uh, we need people to write in thank you letters to because <laughs> it absolutely had nothing we'll to do with us. We'll put his wish list on Amazon.com. Yeah, so if we could put up a wish list for him, and you could just fulfill his wish list because he is doing this for us. So um, it, he's he's taking a lot of his, and he's an active duty military and has, he has family. He has a lovely wife Becky, who is a close friend of ours who allows him to do all this hobby fun stuff. Yes, and they have four children, four yes. boys. So for him to have the time to be helping us, um, he's he's really doing a lot, and we really appreciate it. So so we'll let it slide that he called during the show. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, Marie, what do you have for me? So I have a question. So on our site, on submarinewife.com, uh, people might have remembered the post that you had just put up about um, what rank is it? The title is it? Is it What Rank Is Your Husband? Yes. Yes, it was a t- it was a post on, and the title was, "What rank is your husband?" Talking about, you know, when you meet a woman, you meet another spouse. You, well, when you meet another woman, and you think maybe she's a spouse, and you're you're talking to her and asking her questions, maybe you should think about what to ask her besides asking maybe her husband's rank. So I was hoping that you could maybe go into that a little bit further because some people took it, uh, which. And th- there were many ways to take it, and some women took it maybe a different way than what you were hoping to um, get across. So I was hoping that maybe you could explain that well, a little bit better. Well, um, I guess basically what I just want to say is I have had recently for some reason, since I'm new to this location where I'm at, I've met a lot of new um, Navy spouses when I'm out. And, and it just became a habit. Mm. There was people that when I would meet them, they like the very first time, I was always getting asked that question. And, you know, it was like, hello, how are you? Is your husband there? Yes. Well, what rank is he? And, you know, normally, um, when you know, when you live in a place for such a long time, you, you have contacts and you have friends. And, yes, you meet new people, but not as often or as frequent as when you move. So it just um, kept happening to me. So I was like, oh, let's write about this because I was getting a little, you know, um, Agitated, yeah. Yeah, because I thought, you know... um, Hi, I'm a person, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm not in the Navy. I, you know, have a life, you know, I have, like, you know... I have a job. Holly's book and Kathy's book, you know, I I have a life, too, or I want a life, too. So that's really why I wrote that post. I I didn't want to write it as, um, you know, like, well, you shouldn't ask and kind of, like, be a directive or anything like that. It's just really my point of view and just a different uh, a different point of view. So if we get a lot of new wives on our site that ask questions, and they ask us all kinds of questions about being new to the Navy life. Well, about etiquette. They ask us, you know, we never – Yes, about what, what can I say, what shouldn't I say, what shouldn't I never say. And I, I have to say that, you know, I, moving, you've had a lot of experiences that um, new wives have because you're new to an area. 
and you get you know asked the same questions as a new wife. And um, I recently was asked that question about what rank my husband was, but it was followed by a series of questions. You know, they asked Navy, of course, and of course they already knew I was Navy actually. And then they asked, you know, what rate, what boat, you know, what, no, I think they asked what boat first. And then they asked what rate, which I'm completely comfortable with because, you know, you find out if maybe that person shares a common interest as command or maybe that your husband went to the same kind of program or schooling or, you know, that's fine. But then they asked me what rank. And I thought, well, if you already know what boat and you already know what rate he is, what his actual job is, does it matter if he's an E1MM? Or an E nine mm, or an only an E five em or mm. Does it does it does that matter? And or that just kind of or O five or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I, oh, I was yeah. of course talking about my husband, um, but still, I mean, it just it was very strange to me that after knowing someone's even rate, that they would even ask because to me that's their pay grade. So well, yeah, and I just wanted to throw out there too that sometimes I think you know as an <laughs> icebreaker, people will ask all kinds of questions that they think are just sure. Just, you know, non-threatening kind of how's the weather today kind of questions. And my point of view is just wait to, you know, if you're concerned about, you know, um, you know that question and it's very important to you, then, you know, my my personal take on it was just don't want it to be the first time you actually meet someone. Wait, if you must ask, you should. I personally don't think you need to ask, but if you no. feel like you need to ask, well, I yeah. would just... I would be more interested in knowing about the wife herself or the spouse herself and her interests, her her likes, her hobbies, blah, blah, blah. So that was my thought on that. Um, Hopefully that will be cleared up because it's not that there was a problem with it or anything. It was just that I feel that you had a point that you were trying to get across and maybe it had gotten lost in all the comments. So I just wanted to let all the ladies know. And like you said, it's not that you shouldn't ask. It's just that, you know, maybe you should – because we kind of lose ourselves in the military. I feel like every once in a while we lose – who we are, we start, it all fades together and becomes one big blob. Instead of, you know, you as your wife with your own life, you know, you know, and your husband and you sharing a life together, but really you're two separate lives combined. And I think people forget that. So if they can remember that, you know, as wives we have our own identities, our own lives. Some of us, you know, we have our own careers or jobs, whether it is taking care of our children or out of the home. You know, those are jobs and we have um, our own interests. And I think that we should, because, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't walk up to as a civilian. You wouldn't walk up to another woman and say, "Where, where does your husband work?" You know, you put it that way, and you wouldn't ask, you know, how well, much, no. you mean, know, what's position. Kind of like, like, what's his title would probably be. I'm not even sure how you would you would. You know, but that's just an example. I mean, you know, yeah. in the civilian world, you don't do that. So in the military world, I just feel like we get so caught up, though. And it, of course, it's a huge part of our lives, but you know, it's good to separate it a little bit. So yeah, that was just our take on that. Marie, we need to start saying goodbye. Yes. It's almost ten after. Hopefully we're still we're still on. Um I wanna remind everyone that our show today was sponsored by the subreport dot com. Your daily source for summary news and events. You can head on over to the subreport dot com. Um do you wanna read our disclaimer, Marie? Do you have that? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, I'll read it. I was just trying to share the love. No, you go um, right ahead. You we are take not it. a part of any official government agency, the Department of the Navy or Department of Defense. The views and opinions expressed here are our own and do not reflect official Navy policy. Any advice we give is strictly the authors, and should you require professional counseling, please seek a qualified professional or therapist. Yes, and we are not professionals. Not when it comes to that, no. No. So, um, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We had so much fun. Thank you to Sarah Smiley, who came on our 
show today. You can read more about her at sarahsmiley.com. You can get her book on amazon.com, Going Overboard, The Misadventures of a Military Wife. And you can read her column on military.com. Right, Marie? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, until next week, we'll see you guys next Tuesday at the same time, right? It sounds good to me. I think I'll be there. Yeah, we'll be here at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the 19th of June. So, all right, everyone, you've been listening to the Subwives on Navy Wife Radio. Have a good night.